It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Thanks very much for being with us. I hope you're doing well. If you celebrate Easter or Passover, I hope the holiday went as well as possibly can for you and your families. Obviously, uh, this is a very unique time for us all. We continue to make adjustments and are glad you could be with us for our latest podcast. We continue to rebroadcast Rays games on our flagship 95.3 WDAE and AM 620. And you can catch those Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, at 7 and then Saturday and Sunday at noon. Um, in the meantime, this is some fresh content for you. Uh, we will continue to bring you players and give you a feel for how they're adjusting and coping and, and dealing with, uh, the changes and the fact that we don't have the 2020 season as of now. Uh, we'll also chat with a guy who has covered race baseball since the beginning and Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay times and the, uh, Rays and Rowdies, uh, Food Drive campaign continues with uh, Feeding Tampa Bay, and Suncoast uh, Credit Union has provided a, a huge donation and a huge boost for this drive, and we'll be chatting with Gary Vian, uh, who's the chief administrative officer for Suncoast Credit Union a little bit later on. But our first conversation on this podcast is with one uh, Tyler Glass now. He is uh, the player rep for the Rays. Um, he also um, obviously is an important piece of the puzzle going forward for the 2020 season, assuming we're able to get baseball going. Um, and uh, he also, if you haven't followed on MLB Network Radio, has gotten some attention for his hair. In fact, he moved on to the uh, quarterfinals of uh, best hair in the game. Uh, but we had a conversation about a number of things, uh, including how he's faring right now. I'm good. Just hanging out. Um, I'm in St. Pete right now, actually. So I moved in about a month ago. I'm living with Kyle Crick from the Pirates. So we're just kind of doing whatever, some bodyweight workouts and throwing together every day and just kind of trying to stay sane. Well, you answered my first question. I mean, you're kind of fortunate in that you actually have someone who's a major league pitcher like yourself that you can play catch with on a regular basis. Yeah, it's super convenient. I mean, anytime we'll just kind of hang out during the morning and then whenever we feel like the urge to go throw, we'll just go down and get a workout in. So it is good. It's like motivating to have someone else around and it's just, it's easy to get workouts in that way. So what is a routine like? Have you set up a daily routine? Does it change? Because I mean, normally now you have a daily routine, a five day routine that you're getting used yeah. to. Yeah. I'm honestly kind of on the exact same like thing. I think I'm probably lifting and like running a tad bit more just cause we're not playing and like I can kind of fatigue myself a little bit more, but um, there's like, I have weights here and, and uh, it's like obviously easy to go out and run and there's so much downtime that when you get bored, I just kind of go out and try and just, I don't know, occupy my time somehow, but it's actually been um, relatively easy to, to stay in shape and do all that stuff. And like I said earlier, I think having like Kyle here makes it a lot easier. So it's, it's been pretty, pretty stress-free. I'm kind of curious um, since obviously we don't know when things may restart. Are you yeah. throwing only playing catch or are you throwing off a bullpen mound? And No, I've been throwing, <clears throat> I'm throwing off of a mound like once or twice a week. So um, I have a place I can go and, 
there's no one there. It's just like a little indoor facility. Uh, but they have like a couple mounds and I'm usually just going with like a catcher and just, yeah, just still trying to get my work in. That's that obviously, because I asked, I think I talked to Joey Wendell last week and he's a hitter, different situation. I said, if yeah. they restarted, how long would you need? He said a couple weeks. Would you need only four or, or what would be real? I don't think, I think I would probably need less. It depends though. Um, I don't know. Cause I built up to what, three innings before we got shut down. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they would like line that up, but um, I don't know. Personally, I think uh, like two to three weeks, I'd, I'd be ready to go. I don't know in terms of like building up to like pitches and whatnot, but like I think I'd be able to, to game ready and like build up in season relatively quick. So um, in my personal opinion, I think I would maybe like two, two to three weeks. I think I'd be okay. And how, um, how long have you, you know, Kyle since draft year or how did the two of you get together? Uh, well, he got traded to the, to Pittsburgh in what 17 and so mm-hmm. I became really close to them then and then obviously they're in Bradenton so uh he had to move out of his place and so he went back home came back to like move it all out I just told him to come and move in here to make it a little easier so it's been a it's been a good little like transition I was living alone before and it was obviously harder to get like throwing in and whatnot you just have to like communicate with more people but um yeah it's been super convenient having him here you mentioned one Kyle Kyle Crick how how often are you talking with Kyle Snyder at this point <laughs> I actually talk to him a good amount um, after I throw and after I do bullpens. If I want to video him or something, I'll send it to him. And um, the place I'm at too, I'll have like a, I have like a track man, like all the advanced data stuff. So I can send him over some of that stuff. So honestly, it's pretty similar to what we were doing in season. Um, obviously just with less people and less eyes around, but um, it's been fairly easy to get a lot of the stuff done. And who else are you talking with the most or, <laughs> or texting with? Because you're the player <clears throat> right too. So there's a lot more responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, everyone. Uh, we have a group chat. I think there's like 20, 21 or two, whatever people in it. So like everyone is really kind of keeping up and um, I'm texting guys individually and whatnot too. And um, just trying to keep everybody in the loop. And like when I get information from the union or other sources, I try to like give it to all the other guys, but it's been cool. We're a really close team, as you know, and it's, uh, we're all like staying in touch. So it's been pretty cool. So you, what's your place like? How big and, and is it nice to have a roommate? Because you had Matt Duffy last year, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not, It's like a little two-bedroom downtown. Um, it's a really cool spot. Obviously, there's like nothing going on right now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but like, it's a nice, it's got like a nice little view and everything. And uh, yeah, it's just in like cool downtown St. Pete. <laughs> so who's the neat guy? And who's and who's cooking? Who's cleaning? What's what's the balancer? We we switch off here now, but I'm I'm like pretty. I'm relatively neat, I'd say. And, uh, like, there has been so much downtime that all I've been doing is, like, working out and going to the stores. So we've been cooking, like, three meals a day, just, like, switching off, cooking, cleaning, and whatnot. And it's all pretty, like, minimal effort stuff. Like, I have an air fryer, so we'll make, like, chicken and that. And, like, I have a steam oven. So it's all pretty, like I said, minimal work. But it's been it's been fun. It's, like, a good way to keep your, your like, attention consumed, I guess. Do you have a uh, favorite dish that you make or he <laughs> makes? We've been absolutely destroying like air fried chicken wings. So we've been eating like a bunch of those. Um, well, honestly, it's just been like, like a normal, we'll do like salmon and chicken and all that and like a vegetable and like a sweet potato and just like your, your standard, like relatively healthy meals to try and knock it all fat during quarantine. So it's been, it's been cool though. I was curious, how hard is that not to, um, and do you have like snack foods that you're trying to, I better, I, I have it, but I shouldn't buy it or. <laughs> not really. I mean, I'll just go to the store and like, make sure I get like healthier snacks that I know like when I am 
like, I don't know, hungry later, I can just eat relatively healthy. A lot of like fruits and vegetables and stuff. And it's been, it's actually been relatively easy. I guess it just depends. Like if I do shop bad and I buy bad stuff, then I'm going to eat bad. So I just try to like shop relatively well and it, it kind of takes care of itself. And uh, we mentioned at the top, you're in the elite eight in the uh, best, uh, best hair. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had fun with that? Have you yeah, enjoyed it? I've really been, I'm not like a huge Twitter guy. I don't really go on it very often. But yeah, my mom always gives me updates and stuff. So I'm all <laughs> stoked on it. It's really funny. Um, I haven't been keeping up with it much, but it's cool. I'm I'm very flattered. <laughs> Do you have a favorite uh, of opponent flow of uh, anyone in the game? I don't even know who's who's in it. Who else? I don't know. Like, um, is it like Cindergard has like some good hair, right? Wouldn't he be on he's, it? I he's. I think he's your elite eight matchup right now. Oh well, then there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I just gave him some credit. I don't know. I think there's probably some some good guys, some some hair. I guess I don't know. I'd probably off the top of my head, I would just probably go Cindergard though. Yeah. Well, we'll see who. What? What? How do you keep your hair in this? Because you're quarantined, you're not. There's no. There's. You probably haven't gotten your hair cut since when? A while, I think probably before spring, but I was planning on growing it out for like a really long time anyway, so I probably won't get a cut for like another couple months. Um, but I don't know, I'm more like incentivized now to cut it because everyone keeps asking me questions about this whole hair thing. <laughs> I'm like, I want to get rid of it now, but um, yeah, it's I mean, it's like impossible to get a haircut now, and I'm not willing to try it on myself, so I gotta wait. Well, I think Austin Meadows did. Um, oh yeah, least... he did. I do remember that. Yeah, that was a bold post too. Good for him. I give him props <laughs> on that. <laughs> you, you're not you're not that bold that that you'll have Kyle cut your hair or no, probably not. It depends on how crazy I get during all this though. With with social distancing, obviously you're out. You're you're running. You're. I would assume you're doing all your running outside. Yeah. Is is it like people recognize you? I would think. Do they give you your space? Do they stay at a distance? What's that like? Yeah, normally. I mean, like, if I go to the store, people just, like, say hi and whatnot. And then, like, are all very friendly. Like, no one's trying to, like, you know what I mean? Like, get all up. And everyone knows, like, what's going on. Um, but everyone's just been super nice. I think Tampa in general is very, like, more, like, relatively relaxed in that sense. But, like, me, we'll go out and throw and, like, run in the park. And we try to go into, like, more of, like, a private area. But some people will run by and just be like, hey, hope season goes back. Good luck. Everything like that. So it's all friendly and all cool. So, yeah. Is your family okay? You know, I know most of them are in California, right? Which obviously is kind of hot spot. All of them. But my parents moved to Arizona about a year ago, so they sold their house in there in Arizona. And so, like the, I think that's like probably one of the better states to be in right now. So I think they're doing relatively well. My dad's still working, um, but yeah, they I've checked up on them relatively like frequently amount, I guess. And my brother and his wife and everyone else is doing really well. So um, yeah, it's been it's been fine for them. So we touched on how much of the workout slash catch is occupying your day. And then what do you do with the rest of your time? So it's been pretty much like clockwork. Like I'll wake up at nine, make coffee, do whatever, like do, I don't know, whatever, play some chess or just kind of do something to occupy my morning. And then I'll go probably throw around like two o'clock, uh, like one, one to two to three, depending on like where I'm going that day. And I'll just go out, start running, throw, do my workout after, go to the store usually like couple times a week um so then i'll get back around like five and then like make some dinner and then kind of do it all over again so it's like a nice chunk of um chunk of my day usually like one to four to two to five ish depending on so it's it's like a relatively decent amount and from a binge standpoint is there anything you're watching to to occupy your time at all 
kind of, I was on Ozarks for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually just finished it. it was on that. I, I watch Better Call Saul a lot. Um, I've been doing like a lot of podcasts and stuff. I haven't been reading as much. I probably should get back on that, but mostly just like podcasts and that. And I've been playing a little bit of video games and I haven't played video games forever. So I've been trying to get back on that and I suck. <laughs> Have you asked Blake for advice on that or since he's like the big uh, there's a Dude, there's so many guys who play video games on our team and like just in general and like in like baseball. So I've been playing with like Matt Duffy and Kyle and Honeywell I play with and a couple of those dudes. D-Rob plays. Um, I haven't played with Blake at all, but I, I think he plays like different games and stuff. But I only play for like 30 minutes to an hour a day. I get frustrated <laughs> how hard it is now because I haven't played in so long. So so which games? Are you playing the show or are you playing other stuff? No, I play, I play like uh, Call of Duty Warzone a little bit, like an hour of that around or so, like 30 minutes a day. And then um, and if I'm like if I can stand it any longer, I'll play a little longer, but it's mostly just that. And I know what a big fan you are of Joe Rogan. Have you run out of podcasts to re-listen to? No, not really. I, I'll kind of just keep up with him too, as far as like who he has in and whatnot. So I'll keep up with him as he posts them. And then if I do, I haven't listened to all the like early, early ones, like the hundreds to like 400 episodes. So I'll go back and like kind of reintroduce. I get her just like go and listen to those every now and again. Mentally, how has this been for you? Because, I mean, you had to go through injury last year, so at least you went through the period of having some downtime. It's, I've kind of said it before to some people. Like, it's, it's very similar to, like, a baseball season. You just, like, go to the field and, like, you're, you go – I don't know. Like, what's a normal schedule? Like, you go to the field at 1 for a 7 o'clock game. And then – so it feels very much like that. You just wake up, cook some breakfast or whatever, like, drink some coffee, and then you're at your house and you go to the field. So I guess it's all the same other than going to the field. But um, for me, I, it hasn't been, like, that much different, obviously, other than, like, the, the, the people around. But it's, it's been all right. And having a roommate obviously helps, too. So mm-hmm. um, And then, like, doing a lot of FaceTime calls with people and stuff. It just seems relatively, relatively normal. And I try to spend a good amount of my time, like, outside to try and stay, like, even keel. So it's been fine. And how, how often is the union reaching out to you? Like, is this weekly, like – Give fans an idea what this is all like. Uh, uh, more so in the beginning when there was like the, we were trying to come up with that deal. But right now it's just like a slow period. I think so much of it is just like ideas being thrown around and them still trying to like figure out all the, like the small moving parts of it. So I think once it becomes more solidified and like what idea they want to present, it'll, they'll come out with some more stuff. But recently it's been a little slower, but I know, I think they're in negotiations right now. Like the union and them will be here trying to figure some stuff out. And so much of it, depends on like what goes on with like the CDC and everything. So um, right now I'm just kind of, we're just waiting. And I mean, is it affect your enthusiasm at all? Because you guys had so much, I thought a real good energy in camp. And yeah. It seemed like there was a lot of excitement for, especially based on last year. Not really. I just think, cause you know, everyone else is in the same boat to where like, I think people would be panicking if we were like the only team to be doing this, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, but I think the competitive advantage is what, gives you like that that like anxiety of if you're ready or not but like knowing that everyone else is doing the same thing and it kind of does let you relax a little bit more and then once we get like a like a solidified date to where spring training is you can start to like plan around your schedule and like set your goals for what you want to feel like when season starts but for for right now like I think as far as like frustration goes it's pretty normal. And from a glass half full type standpoint, you know, for you and Blake last year, your innings were limited due to injury. So if the season is shortened in any way, could that be a benefit for the two of you guys? Because maybe there won't be innings caps because you're not having as long a season. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I haven't really even thought about that really, but that, that would 
that yeah, I mean that that could work definitely for sure. I think the shortened season is probably in the end maybe going to help a lot of guys out just to kind of rest and kind of, I guess log fewer innings. And I think too a lot of guys like I know some guys that are hurt that'll probably end up starting on time now. So for them, it's you can kind of be optimistic about it. Um, but yeah, I guess like all of us are in the same boat, so everyone's just trying to like stay sane and figure out what's going on and whatnot. But like that is a that probably is a good perspective to take right now. I mean, it's probably the only way to to look at. I mean, you, yeah. is is it hard? I mean, do you miss how much do you miss the competition right now? The camaraderie, the uh, a lot. I mean, it's nice to be able to like stay communicate or like have conversations with your teammates and your coaches and stuff still. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is the time of year where you're ramping up and like getting into season. So um, it's I mean, season's so long and so stressful too. To where like I'm sure a lot of guys are like, wow, it's just like you kind of can have this downtime, you know, it's going to get ramped up again. So you can like appreciate never have like having played during this time. Um, so there's definitely like a couple different ways you can think about it. But I think for the most part, guys are always like itching to get back and to compete because it's been so long since you have been in that like mindset. So. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you compete uh, sooner than later. And uh, we certainly appreciate some time and hopefully it's not long before uh, we're actually seeing you compete on the field once again. Yeah, for sure. I can't wait, man. Thanks for having me. Good stuff from one uh, Tyler Glass now. Again, pitcher for the Rays, player rep two, uh, and hopefully we're able to see him in in person in the future. Uh, same applies to Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times, who, you know, it's kind of unique, a reporter who's used to covering the game in person and has done so since the beginning for the Rays, now adjusting to being one who covers baseball from his home. Yeah, it's been weird, Neil. I mean, we were in, you know, Port Charlotte and, and you know, things obviously were starting to happen that week, but I don't think anyone anticipated the uh, velocity at which things would change. And we went from, you know, complaining one day about not being allowed in the clubhouse to do interviews, to doing them in a tent, to being unsure how it was going to go work going forward to in the course of one day, basically, you know, the Rays were playing a game when MLB came out with the announcement that, spring training was paused and I, I have to go back and check this, but I think the Rays may have actually thrown the last pitch of at least the 2020 spring training season because the afternoon games in Arizona were never played and the Rays game, uh, as many of them do, went well past three hours. So it was uh, still going on. But look, Neil, I mean, you know, as, as well as I do, baseball is a sport that is covered on a daily basis. It's a daily narrative. Uh, it's what you hear, what you see, what you sense, what you ask about at the ballpark. Uh, it, it's played five, six, sometimes seven days a week. And, you know, sometimes it's compared to a soap opera and that there's daily ups and downs. But, but like no other sport, it's based on the daily contact. And I think that's what's created the void uh, for any of us whose jobs and, you know, whose, whose experience has been in doing that. I mean, I've got some of these guys around, but they don't say very much. <laughs> they do jiggle a bit. They, they have they some in their step. There is some action, and there is one of a couple of your colleagues. I can listen to that one same play over and over again if I want to keep pressing the button on the Dave and Andy bobblehead. But, look, it's just different. And, you know, I've tried to find a line between not, you know, calling people or texting them for no reason but trying to stay in touch. And then, you know, some people have been more responsive than others. I think, you know, Kevin Cash has done a great job uh, as the Rays manager communicating for the organization uh, you know, on, on really almost a daily basis, he's been doing radio, TV interviews, whatever has been asked of him. And I think he's really set a good tone for the organization. 
And, and, you know, they don't know what's going to happen. No one does. They're trying to make the best of it, as everyone is. It's a little bit of a unique situation, uh, even maybe more so for them because they've got a bunch of players here in the area, but they can't get together. They can't work out. You know, the Trop's closed. Port Charlotte's closed. And, you know, athletes of any kind, Neil, and, and you know, in, in essence, sports media as well as a secondary level, but athletes of any kind, their season is, is orchestrated. They're used to a routine. Mm-hmm. They're used to a schedule. Be here at this time. Be there at this time. Do this at this time, and all of that is disrupted. All of that is is uh, out of the wind, you know, out of the norm right now. And we don't even know what the new normal will be like. But it's certainly not the old normal. And your routine is obviously much different than it was too. So I mean, you've covered anything and everything in the sports world lately too. In addition to following what's going on with Major League Baseball. Yeah, I mean, Paul Tash, the, the boss of our entire, you know, paper at Kent Bay Times said, you know, we're all coronavirus reporters right now. And that's very much been the case. I've been very fortunate. Most of what I've done is has been in my comfort zone. I have ventured out a couple of times. Um, I guess I can, we're not supposed to root for players, but I will say I think we in the sports department are all appreciative of Tom Brady signing with the Bucks when he did. because That's generated an incredible uh, volume and inventory of coverage. Uh, so I've done a real estate story uh, regarding <laughs> – just what about this crazy idea? Could Tom Brady, if he signed with the Bucks, end up renting Derek Jeter's house? Lo and behold, it happened, and I didn't get the commission or anything, but was out in front of that one, um, did a fishing story, a boating story on how people uh, at that point, whether they were you know, kind of abusing the privilege of using recreational boating for an escape, and that's obviously still been allowed here in Pinellas County, but we've done a couple different things, uh, and also some history stuff. We've done some sports lists, had some fun with uh, people whom – Tom Brady is older than, which he then responded on Instagram. So that was kind of fun. I can't say many times players have responded uh, to stories like that and did who wore the numbers best, which a number of outlets have done. We did that this weekend, working on something else, a little sneak preview here for all of your vast audience. So now know it's coming, but uh, assuming Tom Brady will finish his career with the Bucks and not play it two more years and go somewhere else, you look at some other players whom you might be surprised to realize they finished their careers with Tampa Bay teams. And obviously there's a handful of guys who did so with the Rays. So trying to balance it out, things like that. I'm doing a story on uh, sports uh, celebrities, sports athletes, sports media, whom are on Cameo. It's a video service where you get a greeting. I was very surprised to see you weren't on there. I think that would be quite a lucrative venture for you, uh, and you might really want to check into that. Just a little side advice here. I don't want to devalue that that app. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You mentioned routines of players, Mark, and what does your routine become? Because players have a routine, I, I would assume as a writer, while the day isn't the same all the time, you do have some sort of routine to work during a major league baseball season. I did. <laughs> I normally would. Uh, today's kind of special. I wore a colored shirt for you, just so Thank you know, you. a little Tampa Bay Times logo there. Um, but no, the routine is obviously uh, incredibly different. As I referenced earlier, you know, base, covering baseball is a sport based on being out there. And, and you, know, you can't cheat the day is the expression I've used before. You know, when you go to the ballpark as a reporter, you have to be there by a certain time. You have to be in the clubhouse when it's available. You have to talk to the manager when he's available. And maybe you have a story that takes you in a different path, but you can't cheat the day. You have to be there then. The game, you can't control how long the game is. You can't control how quickly guys come out to talk after the game. I mean, all those things are issues for us. But essentially, the, the game and the team and the schedule and what happens dictates your day. So it's a little different now. My wife is a first-grade teacher at Gulf Beaches Elementary here in Pinellas County. So 
it's very unusual for us both to be working from home. We've been together uh, 35, 36, 37 years, if you count some time in college. And I'm not sure we've ever spent quite so much time together. So that's been a little different. But, you know, we have a, I have a little office here at our home condo. And uh, I do have, you know, the ability to go in there and, you know, whether it's do some research. I try to get in there by, you know, maybe nine, 10 o'clock, maybe most days. And, uh, you know, really haven't been going out much, try to get a walk or a bike ride in every day just to get a little bit of exercise. Uh, we're fortunate. We live uh, out on the St. Pete Beach, Treasure Island area. So some beautiful sunsets and beautiful views to kind of provide a little distraction. But it's a challenge. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Neil. I mean, there's some days where just think maybe I'll just be one of those people who sits in front of the TV today and watches 10 episodes of my favorite show. I mean, I really haven't watched a lot of TV. I've been surprised. I, I guess I'll put it this way. I've been surprised at how much work it takes to stay busy when you don't have anything to do, quote unquote. So it's been a, it's been interesting in that regard. And there've been some days where, you know, it's been 11, 12 hour day. And I've been like, wow, how did that happen? I wrote three stories last Friday, but all kind of unfolded that day. And I was like, wow, I didn't expect to have a three story day while you know there wasn't sports going on so to speak have you been a guest instructor for six class yet or no i don't think she's gonna let me be a guest instructor for her class i mean they, they are a technology school so they've got to be way ahead of this i had to cheat on from her stuff to make sure i could do your zoom call right there you go um hey at least you got help on that um and you know let we forget the personal side of this how's um how's your daughter um because she's in new york right i mean I would assume as a parent, um, I've got a sister and, and my brother-in-law and their family are in New York. This is, you know, it can be anxious as, as, a, as a sibling, as a, as a parent, whatever it may be. Sure, absolutely. She works uh, in New York City. She lives in Jersey City, so across the river there. And she's been in a situation where she has not had to go into the city at all during this uh, entire shutdown. So that's been a, a great comfort. Uh, where she lives, they don't have to use uh, mass transit to go anywhere. Um, they can get to the grocery store, drugstore, things like that. Uh, her boyfriend has a car, so they have a little bit of mobility if necessary. But no, certainly, I mean, I, we've had several conversations where, you know, we've discussed, and, and certainly earlier in this than later, before some of the the, you know, the, the legislation or rules were put into place, you know, would, should she come down here? Would she be more comfortable down here? I think part of it was not uh, really anticipating uh, that no one did how long this mm -hmm. would last, but, you know, she's been comfortable up there and certainly, you know, trust her judgment on, um, you know, doing the right thing and had proud pop a moment during this whole thing. She was actually featured in a wall street journal article uh, on uh, New York area, young professionals who were trying to find ways to adapt their workout routine to being in a, in a self quarantine. So I found out she was using, cans of clam chowder as weights <laughs> to do her fitness routine uh, in in the kitchen and so she was in the wall street journal so that day she definitely got more web hits than i did i'm sure of it <laughs> good stuff what do you do to keep your mind right because i ask a lot of the players that how do you kind of keep yourself engaged because so that this doesn't consume you and by this i mean you know covid 19. yeah and i mean this I don't know if this will, maybe it'll sound funny. I don't know, but I thought Kevin Cash actually had great advice and, and he wasn't uh, presenting it to me in a way of, hey, here's advice, just in talking to him early in this. But he said that one thing he's really tried to do is not let his mind get consumed by the what ifs, to not kind of, I guess the phrase the cool kid uses, go down that rabbit hole, but to not, you know, constantly think about what might happen, what might happen, because it would just become overwhelming. And I have found myself doing that at times, and, and I kind of harken back to him saying that, and 
that's actually been good advice. So I guess we'll have to refer to him now as Kevin Cash, the philosopher as well, the great philosopher. And also, uh, just as a little a little aside here, but from you know your guys' side, from the Rays side, I've only seen a couple of the episodes, but Justin Sewer, the mental skills coach, has been putting some, I think, Monday uh, tidbits mm-hmm. on Twitter or Monday pieces of advice. And, and they've been really interesting, too. I mean, I was aware of the impact he had from hearing what players and coaches said, but just to see him, he just stands in his house and kind of gives you a 30-second, 45-second uh, dose of advice. But that's been good, too. But you know, I'm not a – I don't meditate. I don't – you know, I'm not a real philosophy-type person. But I think those couple of things help and – Yet there's also days where I put CNN on and within an hour, I'm just in such a rage that I can't do anything at all. So, you know, then I need to go out for that walk on the dock. Those walks, I'm sure, are really, really helpful. Is it hard not to look forward when your job is partially to look forward, though, regarding baseball, at least? Oh, absolutely. And, and, you know, that's where I said the balance comes in. And when I find myself kind of going, you know, I just mentioned the dock and now I'll use another nautical uh, bad phrase here or say off the deep end, but... Yeah, I mean, to kind of draw back to what Cash said, but but sure, I mean, when that first report came out a couple of weeks ago about they might all play in Arizona, I mean, I, I admit, selfishly, I was kind of thinking, you know, how, how would that work? When would they leave? Would media be allowed to go? Would, would the Times, you know, want me to go? Would you be allowed in the games? Would you not? Would, would there be any benefit? And then it's like, it was a little frustrating because I thought, boy, I bet you they're not going to have media at the games, and there really wouldn't be any point in going you couldn't do any better than talking to people on the phone or on zoom or something so then when the florida arizona plan came out uh i thought well that's more interesting that's certainly localized and heck we could have five teams playing right here in the tampa area the trop could be like a, a hockey rink for kids up north where they're playing you know 20 hours a day and there's different games and different time zones at the trop but but again then there would that be frustrating if they're like it's a very selfish perspective, but if they were cleared to play games with no fans, but the media weren't allowed in, so now it'd be just down the street in, in, in our quote unquote home park and we couldn't go to cover it. Would that be more frustrating? So I have had some of those thoughts and certainly you know, keeping up on that and, and like everyone else who's involved in baseball and certainly, you know, the more important levels, the players and the team officials, but you know, will it come back? What will it look like when it comes back? Will there be games this year? Trying to not set myself up for disappointment if, if there are no games at all. But this could be a very long haul. And, and you know, the other thing is just as a, as a sports writer in a market where if there's not going to be any sports, you know, certainly have to be branching out and multipurposing a little bit and different things like that. Well, you certainly are. Uh, and we've enjoyed your coverage. And I hope people continue to enjoy your coverage and consume it in whatever way possible. And Obviously, you can follow you on Twitter at tvtimes underscore Rays, but he's doing much more than that uh, as uh, we go through this process and kind of continue along. Mark, thanks very much for a few minutes. Hopefully, the next time we chat, uh, it's good to chat with you in person, but hopefully the next time, whether we're six feet apart or 12 feet apart or whatever we are, it's, it's at a baseball field. That'd be great, Neil. I noticed there's some pots and pans behind you there. If you guys have anything, you know, you're cooking special and you do delivery, let me know. I mean, it might be a tip for one of the kids in there or something. I'll see what I can work out for you. All right, Neil. And just one plug, too, is I know we've uh, had a little bit of conversation about the the time switching to just the two-day-a-week printed paper. But if you haven't checked out the e-edition, please do. I think you'll find it to be uh, a very easy process to kind of navigate. It looks just like the newspaper. It actually offers some benefits that the printed page didn't. You can adjust the size. People will even read it to you. 
Again, another gig I'm surprised you didn't get. I would love to have you reading the Times to me in your voice every day. We've got to work on that. I'm all for it. I've got some time <laughs> on my hands. <laughs> certainly appreciate the sense of humor from Mark Topkin at the Tampa Bay Times. Um, and certainly uh, appreciate uh, what he's been writing. And hopefully you have a digital subscription and you've been enjoying it as I have, as our family has. He's provided a lot of great content, as has been the case really for all the writers of the Times who've, uh, again, trying circumstances, they've performed extremely well. And the same goes for our next guest, uh, that with Suncoast Credit Union. Uh, they have partnered with the Rays on a number of things over the years, um, including reading with the Rays. And now they have donated $50,000 to the Rays routing, Rowdy's Feeding Tampa Bay campaign, um, which, uh, along with the match from the Rays, will provide a million meals to those in need in the greater Tampa Bay area. So with that said, I had a chance to chat with Gary Vian. He's the chief administrator for, or chief administrative officer for Suncoast Credit Union and asked him how this donation came about and how important it is. Well, thank you very much, Neil. And it's a pleasure to, it's always great to work with partners that we really enjoy. Uh, We've been raised partners for well over uh, six, seven years. And, and what we like to do is we like to be, uh, go out into the community and find ways to, to actually help through our foundation. And we are very humbled to be able to, uh, to make this donation of 500,000 meals to Feeding Tampa Bay. They're a wonderful organization. We truly appreciate the Rays and Rowdies for stepping up and matching our donation. That just doubles the fun. It does, and obviously doubles the help. And how does that kind of fit with what Suncoast tries to do in the community, the fact that you're helping Feeding Tampa Bay? Yeah, well, we have a Suncoast Credit Union Foundation that was started uh, in 1990. And over those years, we've given away over $29 million from our the credit cards and debit card swipes. So every time a member swipes a credit card, we take two cents from our interchange and we put it back into the county in which, uh, in which they live. And then we provide different services uh, throughout our footprint. And it's a wonderful way to give back to the community to, to hundreds of different, uh, different organizations. And with the Rays, you've been involved with a number of different community organizations, too. You guys have done reading with the Rays. You've done a number of other things over time that really have helped in Tampa Bay. Yeah, we, we, just, we just love youth baseball. We love supporting them. We love the community suite in which we support and bring 501c3 organizations in to see baseball games that maybe uh, didn't have the resources to do that. We love to introduce baseball and finances to, to a group that haven't seen it before. And obviously, this is a very unique time um, in our, our state, in our country. You guys are doing some wonderful things, and it's not only helping Feeding Tampa Bay that you're doing right now to be able to help in the community, right? Uh, that's correct. In fact, we just gave a, a significant donation to uh, Harry Chapin uh, uh, Food Bank down in, in Fort Myers, uh, the southwest Florida. Um, and then also something else we did through the healthcare network was um, they were looking to have a vehicle to go out and uh, help with baby wellness checks in the community. And uh, they found a van, the Ronald McDonald van actually, and now it's setting up in one of their, in Collier County, to do baby well checks for, uh, for that organization and the community. That's wonderful. And, and that's not all that you guys are doing, right? You're, you're helping out with either, uh, are, are you guys waiving some fees or, or what are you doing from an economic standpoint? Because there are a lot of people who are dealing with some hardship right now. Yeah, and, and we are really focused on our members right now. So, so as you mentioned, we are waiving fees. So any Suncoast ATM, we're waiving all of those non-member fees. We, 
have uh, canceled any early CD withdrawal penalties, courtesy pay, overdrafts, return check fees, all those types of things. We don't like fees in the credit union world. We try to get those out there because we want to put more money back into the pockets of our members. And how are you helping out regarding uh, loans at this point in time? Because obviously that's a concern for many too. Well, we've got, we've got a lot of different loans uh, going on right now. We've got a lifeline loan. So someone can, uh, members can earn up to $4,000 at a very low interest rate. We've got a credit card skip payment program through May. So they don't have to pay their, their payments. Um, we've increased our daily withdrawals out there. And then we also have extensions on our consumer loans, which are car loans as well as home loans as well. So we're really focused on relief, not only for them, but also our business members as well. Well, we appreciate the relief you guys are providing throughout the Tampa Bay community, especially with this initiative with Feeding Tampa Bay. And uh, we're glad that you're staying home and being safe. And we hope to see you in brighter times ahead. Well, thank you very much. And, you know, I just, uh, we, love, we love the Rays. We're waiting for baseball season. And we want to help to strike out uh, the, the, the feeding and hunger problem in our community. So thank you, Rays Baseball and the Rowdies. And with Suncoast, we're looking for other people to join this cause. Thank you, Neil. Really appreciate the partnership that the Rays have with uh, Gary Vian. If you were just getting the audio portion of the podcast, well, Gary put on a race cap at the end there, too, and had a baseball and uh, certainly symbolizes, I guess, what we're all hoping for at some point is that we play ball again. In the meantime, we continue to play ball with you. If you have something you want to hear on the podcast, email me, postgame at racebaseball.com. You can tweet me at Neil Solons or at Rays Radio 2. We've got some unique ideas for some podcasts that we're going to have coming up. We hope you enjoy those as well, and we will chat with you soon.